Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So I I know you've got a lot going on, but remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening, because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better, because it can. Bother me because you're never a bother. Whether it's a low point or a crisis, get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more at neverabother.org or call or text 988, available 24-7. Wait, why were we all doing that in the first place? Hey, what's up and welcome back to The Coach Channel. For today's coffee talk, I want to get a little bit personal with you. I mean, I feel like that's definitely not something new that we've done over here, but I've been watching a lot of YouTube lately and it's making me overthink sometimes about how much to share online, which doesn't always help my case because I'm already an overthinker. If you've never heard about the seven levels of intimacy, then I'll pop the pyramid here. But normally most people, especially strangers, people that don't personally know each other, stop at about level three. So talk about cliches, talk about facts, and maybe even share some opinions. If you know me and you're not new to my content, then you'll know that I'm not afraid to break all those barriers online and some might deem it inappropriate. I don't. I don't because my intention is always just to let anybody else out there that are feeling these things and working on these things but don't necessarily have the connections in their day-to-day life to work out these things to know that they're not alone. So today I wanna talk about some fears I have. Some fears I have as a millennial And again, not because I'm trying to like shove you down the intimacy train, but I know I can't be the only person worrying about these things. From what I've gathered, 95 and younger is the cutoff for Gen Z. So I'm like right on the cusp. I'm a millennial Gen Z cusp, okay? So let's start with marriage. Now, I am somebody that wants to be married. At least I think so. I guess the story is going to be a bit more personal than I anticipated, but again, context is really important here because I feel like it helps build out that point of view perspective. I really just seek truth. And I know that there is not one universal truth for everybody. And that's kind of a hard pill for me to swallow because I just want someone to be like, this is it. This is the truth because I like, then I can just, you know, sit on it and be like, that's life. But that isn't life. That's not the way our cookie crumbles. And you kind of have to go out in life and figure out your own truth. I was once with somebody who told me that they weren't sure if they were gonna be able to settle down with one person. And at that point in my life, to be honest, I was like, I am, I still am a pretty open-minded person. So I was like, hey, okay, let me see what I can do with that. And I went off and I read a bunch of books as I usually do. I read Sex at Dawn, I read The Unethical Slut. Pretty much built out the idea that human beings aren't necessarily meant to be monogamous. I think that can also boil down to opinion and personal preference because the really interesting thing about humans is that we have this conscious ability to make choices, to uh, deprive ourselves from 
fast gratification in order for prolonged gratification. And I think if monogamy and partnership with just one person is something that you value, then something like polyamory wouldn't be something that would be, you know, beneficial to you. But if you're somebody that wants to live a life where you can, excuse this term because it's the only thing popping into my mind, but taste a lot of flavors or, you know, experience a lot of different types of love. And it doesn't have to be that deep core love, but just physical love or friendship kinds of love or, you know, so many different types. We try to categorize and create these boxes for humanity, but we don't fit in boxes. We're very fluid and everything is a scale. It's not like one or the other, nothing is binary in my opinion. And so I can understand both sides, which is a cool thing, but it can also be a detrimental thing because then it's hard for me to tune out the noise and understand, okay, but where do I stand and where is my side? Now, the more I explored, the more I read, the more I understood about myself, about that relationship at the time, and just what I value as a person and how my past experiences with my family play into my preferences and my opinions on the matter, I realized that I, I am someone that values monogamy. Not because I think badly of polyamory, but just who I am as a person, where I'm at in my life right now. I want a monogamous relationship. I want somebody that is my person and my only person. That's something that I value. That's something that I see building a strong foundational set for in life. And I've spent a lot of my life alone. And so I really do seek out and look for that person. I want that team partner. But of course, here comes the difficult part. As a, it's not even just a millennial thing. That just makes it easy for me to title this video. But just as, a, as an average human coming to you on a real level right now, I have a lot of fear when it comes to actually taking the plunge. I heard recently, it was actually on the radio, that millennials prolong getting married more than the generation above us. And because of that, the divorce rate is going down. Is it me that wants to be married and have children? Or is it, you know, my biological makeup, my hormones that are telling me that I want a baby, like being around my little niece, I just see her and I just want to squeeze her little cheeks. And I can feel my uterus being like, baby. But I know mentally, consciously, I am not ready for a baby right now. So it's a very interesting thing to feel that duality, to feel that like physical urge to be like, I want to bear a baby. Like that's aggressive, but it's like, it's a physical urge versus the psychological urge to be like, no, I don't want that right now. Like that would mess everything up. You know, in a perfect world, you meet that perfect person, which is kind of, I guess, what's leading me to this conversation today. You meet somebody where like, oh shit, I wanna be with you for life. Is having this giant, you know, huge expensive wedding, is it needed? What is it all for? On top of that, I think even just with the pandemic in the last year or two, it's made or begged the question like, wait, why were we all doing that in the first place? I recently watched this video. I will link it down below again in case you are curious. And it was a video that was all about like the wedding industry and like how it can all, it's all basically these trends or these things that we've accepted as norm, like even giving a woman an engagement ring, which is so expensive and kind of just fully falls on the guy that he's just gotta like fork up all this money to get a girl an engagement ring and like, why do we even do that? And where do these diamonds come from? I know, I'm overthinking it. I wanna know why, why are we doing all of these things? Why am I doing all of these things? And are they my wishes, wants, and needs? Now, spoiler alert, I will give you the fact that the more I've sat and thought about this, the more I think about the things that I value and want out of life, the more I have realized that yes, I do 
want partnership. I do want family. And so that alone is, I guess, if I were to, to give anybody that's maybe feeling like, oh my God, this is <laughs> this whole topic is making me like, ah, start there. Like, what do you value? So once you know what you value, it doesn't have to look the same as anybody else's. You can value family and have a completely different family dynamic than, than the like traditional family of sorts. You can value partnership and have a completely different style of partnership, including something like polyamory in your partnership that isn't, again, that traditional monogamous marriage. These are personal preferences. These are very, very personal things that, you know, like I, again, I can give you my answers, but I feel like that's even a personal thing for me. Narrowing it down to the multiple fears when it comes to marriage. The first being obviously divorce. Marrying somebody for either the wedding, for either, you know, the partnership, the, the, the feeling like you gotta, the feeling like you kind of have to, like you have to throw that wedding, you have to like ceremoniously enter that relationship. And I also, like, I'm not saying that it's a bad thing either. I see the value in celebrating with all of the people you love for your union. I see the value of tying a knot in a very official way. I see the value of having something like an anniversary to look back on. I am sentimental in that way too. I'm not someone that wears a whole lot of jewelry, so I don't overly see the value, which I think, you know, again, would be probably a beneficial thing to my whoever marries me that I'm like not gonna care so much about what my engagement ring looks like or anything like that because I just don't notice those types of things but I do understand again the value or you know the symbolism behind like oh she's taken she's wearing a ring there's a little bit of context there that if you do go watch that video it like way back in the day used to basically mean that like a man owned you as a woman which is again I'm like I hate that I'm this stubborn I get that it's norm now and we don't mean it that way anymore but like should we should we care about where these things are rooted? Just a question. Am I the no? Just me. <laughs> and again, like, does it have to be that deep? No, it really doesn't. But for me, apparently, it does. So anyway, on top of that, the cost, the cost of getting married, the cost of like all of it. On top of that, so like you get the marriage, then you get the house, right? And then comes children. I I am a very driven person, a very ambitious person. But at the same time, I would love to be at home. And like, if I become a mom, I would love to just like be able to completely devote a lot more of my energy and focus to raising my children. And then even then I'm like, well, damn, am I going backwards in society? Am I going backwards globally by, by wanting those things? By, is it wrong for me to like enjoy cooking for my family? Is it wrong for me to like be that mom? And we all know, well, we don't all know, but if you've watched my content before, especially my vlog style content where I share my life, like I like to clean, I like to cook, I like to do domestic things. Like I am that woman. Even that makes me feel like wrong for some reason. Even though I know logically and consciously there's nothing wrong with that. There's so many women paving the way and breaking all these milestones and breaking all these barriers. Go change the world. And like that has also been this ongoing layer inside of me. And it, that layer of me sometimes like guilt trips me when I am, sit around fantasizing about like being a mama and like being a wifey and like wanting these things, wanting these things, not because I, I think that I'm less valuable than a man or not because I think that you know, it's my duty to like clean the house, cook for a family and raise children. But because I feel like it's part of the things I enjoy, the part of things that would make me feel fulfilled. And then of course that trickles into like the newer 
deeper perpetual like uh, overthinking loop of like, do I want those things? Or does society tell me I want those things? And yeah, it's a very complicated, this is, it's a complicated thing. And I, I keep catching myself, the more I say, the more honest I am right now, I keep catching myself being like, wow, you just said way too much online, pull back. I just keep coming back to, I can't be the only person feeling these things. Like in a perfect world, it's like, if you could have whatever you want and you couldn't fail, what would you do? That question always really overwhelms me. I want to intimately know somebody on such a deep level that like nobody else knows them on. And like, that's just my own personal want, wish and, and need. And, and I want that one person to know all of those things about me and that to just be a bonding thing that that's just you and that partner, you and that person have. I also don't believe, strongly, strongly don't believe that one person is meant to be your only link. You know, like you can definitely be in even a monogamous, deep, passionate relationship or marriage in life, but not one person can give you all of the things that you actually need from relationships in life. And that's why we need friendships. That's why we need family. That's why we need like closer people in our lives because you can have the most fulfilling physical relationship or emotional relationship, but still need somebody that you can talk about your passions with or talk about your dreams with or work business with, you know, like not one person is meant to fill every single role in your life. But when I think about intimacy, when I think about, especially even physical intimacy, I see it just with one person. And that, and that's just where I'm at right now. And that's just me. I feel like we're going on a spiritual journey right now. But anyways, where was I? So setting aside even just all of my fears of like, okay, what happens when you're 40? What happens when you're 50? And yes, I do know that this is like totally stemmed from my own personal experience, but what happens when you lose your sense of communication? You lose your spark. You don't really know why you're even with that person anymore. These are things I think about. These are things I fear, probably based on my upbringing, my family dynamic and situation and what ended up happening there. Um, totally, I would say actually, because it's totally not a fear of my boyfriends at all, but it is for me. And I'm like, are, like, is there just gonna be a point where we stop dating each other? Like we stop trying for each other? Like I walk in the room and like, you're no longer like, whew, you're just kind of like, hey, like, <laughs> is this gonna be a thing? And like those things, unfortunately, even though yeah, it should be normal that at some point when you've been with someone for so long, you don't take their breath away every time you walk in the room. But that freaks me out a little bit. I'm being honest, we're breaking that barrier, that wall. That scares me a lot that you become stagnant. Ever since I was a little girl, I always, always saw myself as a mother. I had the baby dolls. I had these little triplets that I used to carry around everywhere. I've always known I've wanted two kids. I could tell you my kids' names literally right now. <laughs> like, I know there's this strong maternal drive in me and I know that there's just this like, unaccessed area of my heart that's like willing to love to an extent that I've never felt safe to love to that level here before. And like, I, I would feel that way for my children. I know it's there. I've had dreams of my children or if they are my children. I've like seen in a sense, depending on what you believe in. And there's this big part of me that really wants it. I want it bad, but, and like, hear me out here because again, I might not communicate this right. But there's also this part of me that that's really frustrated, really frustrated with that wish, that need, that want. In Puerto Rico, we call ourselves Boricua. We are proud, passionate, and full of life. 
On our island, adventure finds you. Strangers aren't strangers for long. The size of the audience doesn't change the beauty of the music. And we celebrate every last ray of sun. Live Boricua. Um, if this isn't your thing, like definitely, if you haven't clicked out of this conversation yet, click out now. But hear me out, okay? I am in this body, right? My hormones, my reproductive organs, I am a female. In a really weird sense, I'm also able to understand that like my body is female. I myself am not female. Does that make sense? Like I, I identify as female, I do, but I, I can almost like see that it's one and the same. We're really like pulling things apart in a very deep way here, so bear with me, but there's this other part of me that's like, well, wait, is that just my body wanting something? Like, and I have that conscious ability, just like, let's say you don't believe in polyamory, but you do find yourself attracted to somebody in a really complicated situation. You have the will to choose not to do the wrong thing, to choose to stay faithful if you are in a monogamous, a monogamous relationship. In a semi-similar way, I can feel the urge for motherhood, but I still have my freedom of will. I can still choose not to act on that urge. This is where my frustration comes because I want nothing more than the freedom to just be a mom because I wanna be a mom. But on top of that, I also feel a lot of frustration with where the world is at today. Where is the world gonna be in the next 75, 100 years? And I know that this is a heavy topic and it's a topic that not a lot of people wanna look at, but I think it's important we do because this is the next generation we're talking about. This is the world that I would be bringing children into and that scares me a little bit if I'm honest with you. It's like I already feel protective of my unborn children. Wow. Again, I think these conversations are important because I can't be the only person feeling this way. I can't be the only millennial, Gen Z, cusp, whoever. It doesn't even matter what generation you're from. I can't be the only person that's fearing this. And I'm not even the only one fearing it. I had these conversations even with my sister who just had a baby that is also fearing these things. All I think back to is being that little girl that was just so sure I would be a mom one day and then being the woman that I am now and being in a circumstance and in a relationship that I feel very strongly towards that I... I would love to see just like a little mini a version of my boyfriend running around. Like I would love that so much. And I want that in a sense so much, but then there's this huge side of my mind that can't unknow the things that I know. And it, it puts so much pressure on that decision for me that it, it it's, oh, it just really, it makes me a little angry if I'm honest with you. And I know my anger towards that doesn't change the way that we are and like, there's a better way to drive my energy and focus. And I've also, I've talked about this a lot with multiple people and been given really good advice, such as the people that really wanna see a change in the world should have children because they're the ones that are gonna instill those values in the upcoming generation that can actually activate that kind of change that's needed. And I get that and I see that but that's such a risk that feels like such a risk to me. I struggle with that. I struggle with that a lot because it puts way more pressure on these decisions than there needs to be. Like in a sense, again, my opinion, but we're not meant to go like go throughout life alone either. It should, and you would hope it boils down to just like following your heart. But all of these things are not different things. As much as you can follow your heart, take your brain with you, trust your gut, these are all part of the same entity that is you. 
This is all part of the same entity that is me. And even though I just sat there and told you that I can separate even from my gender and understand that like my soul, my energy is not the same thing as like my reproductive organs or my hormones. These are still all things that are interconnected. As much as they are separate things, they interconnect to create my full experience. I know this conversation gets super kind of deep and complicated here. And I feel always like, because I, I obviously run these platforms, I feel like I always need to leave everybody on a, on a, not a like, toxic positivity high note, but just on a, we're all good note. And so I will ultimately say like the, the peaceful point that I always come back to is the present. Like, I know, I know, stay in the present, but like you kind of need to know where you're heading or like you kind of want to know so that, especially when other people are involved. And I do feel that. My boyfriend was, was quite honest with me pretty early into our relationship where he was like, hey, I get that you're having all of these questions, but just tell me early so that like, you know, because I know I want these things. So let me go find them if you don't want them. And ultimately it's, it's again, it's really weird because I want to sit here and look at you deadpan in the lens and say, I want these things. I want to look at him deadpan in the face and say, I want these things, but I don't know if I'll ever be able to hundred percent say like, that's it. Because there is always going to be that open minded inkling of like, but wait, but wait. But ultimately I think it does boil down to in the present moment, what your heart and soul and mind are coming together to tell you right now. Not separating these things as totally different and opposed from one another, but instead working together to pick the right direction. And it doesn't need to be the best direction or even like I just said, the right direction, but just the direction that makes the most sense for you now, because none of us know what the future holds and we can play all the guessing games we want, but we're only gonna find out when we get there. These are things that we're all feeling on one extent or another, or possibly all feeling to one extent or another. And there are things that are affecting us all. Anyway, that's my chat for the day. Please let me know your thoughts, fears, feelings down below if you feel so inclined or comfortable to share. Outside of that, thanks for coming to this deep coffee talk with me. Um, again, I know this topic might not have been for everybody and it might've been a lot or like real deep down there for a lot of people. Just know I'm here. Um, even if I can't get to the comments right away, I'll be checking them. So if you wanna continue this conversation or even just amongst fellow other subscribers or viewers or whatever, feel free to do that. Outside of that, I'll talk to you all in the next coffee talk. Bye guys. So I, I know you've got a lot going on, but remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better because it can. Bother me because you're never a bother. Whether it's a low point or a crisis, get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more at neverabother.org or call or text 988, available 24-7. So I, I know you've got a lot going on, but remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better because it can. Bother me because you're never a bother. Whether it's a low point or a crisis, get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more at neverabother.org or call or text 988, available 24 seven. 
So I, I know you've got a lot going on, but remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better because it can. Bother me because you're never a bother. Whether it's a low point or a crisis, get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more at neverabother.org or call or text 988, available 24-7.